What's going on, guys? Today is another podcast. I'm Charlie. I'm joined here with Jack and Dylan. Today is an exciting one. We have some very exciting news with the Super Bowl, with the NBA, and one special surprise we're going to bring with you today. Jack? So, I have some, we all have some really important news to tips for you guys. We, in the, in the month of April, are going to be featuring the Ramsey Neighbors magazine. The Ramsey Neighbors magazine is a very cool magazine that is released once a month with a new um, episode, not episode, but like magazine every month. And we're very excited and honored to be in it for the month of April. Yeah, we're very excited to be uh, in that uh, Ramsey Neighbors uh, article. And thank you to uh, the people who let us um, be in that article. But Dylan, you got anything to say? Yeah, so let's move on to our first topic. Let's move on to the NFL recap. So, let's look at the NFL season. The 2021 COVID-infested, affected season. Overall, how were the games as a NFL fan? As an NFL fan... This was one. This was one of the best worst seasons ever. Out of something that could have been so bad, we might not. We people were talking about not even having a season. The games were very actually. The games were actually very fun to watch. I liked the scoreboards. I liked just the announcers. They were enthusiastic, mm-hmm. and I liked. I liked the games. They were all high scoring. Most of them were pretty close, and I enjoyed it as a season. Out of something, I, I totally not- agree. I mean, the NFL definitely didn't handle it. Um, the best that they could have, but they made it through the season. And that's really all that matters. The games were high scoring. The rookies had potential, lots of talent for years to come. Uh, it wasn't yeah. very low scoring. What I noticed, though, is that there was a lot of missed tackles. Uh, people seemed out of shape. That's also all effects to COVID. And also with the no fans, I feel like more memorable moments uh, wouldn't be created. As in the Super Bowl, I could see. No, of course, the team hosting a Super Bowl in the stadium that's actually playing in it happens the year where we only have forty percent um, fans in the stadium. So I feel like during yeah. that Super Bowl, when the Bucks scored various touchdowns, there would be much more applause and cheer, which would be absolutely awesome to see. Uh, yeah. But overall, I believe it was an awesome NFL season. Yeah, and we Yeah, the season the season was exciting. So honestly, I have I agree. A absolute whooping the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's talk about the NFL offseason, and especially with one of the most, if not the most important position on the field, the QB. And there is a big QB carousel going around right now, including Deshaun Watson, um, Jared Goff, and Matt Stafford has just have just gotten off that carousel mm-hmm. to their respective destinations. Uh, where do you think? That the best QB in this carousel, Deshaun Watson, is going. I think that mm. all trade talks, all trade talks. I honestly, I could see it being a three, four, 
four team trade. I think he's staying. I think that I I think that he hold the Texans hold him out for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think he eventually ends up going to the San Francisco 49ers. After drafting Brandon Ayuk last year, having a health very after having one of the best defenses when healthy, they're gonna have all the players back. They might get Kyle Pitts this draft. I think they're gonna be a young, good team for years to come, and I think Watson's gonna fit nicely with that team. Yeah, I, this season, I think he's definitely staying. The Texans do not want to let him go. It's like a Bradley Beal situation, but Bradley Beal wants to stay. Um, but yeah, I think I think he'll they'll probably waste another year or two of his career, which is it's it's it, it's disappointing. But uh, you know, I think he'll get traded in the future, maybe to the Forty ers to the Dolphins, to to one of those teams that um. Really need a QB. Yeah, I just want to make a point. I am appalled that you guys think he's actually going to play for the Texans if they refuse to trade him. He's going to hold out like any unhappy NFL player. That's what I said. Yeah, I agree. He will hold out and not play until he's out of Houston. Yeah, I agree. I believe. I believe that many of the analysts are saying the Panthers are trying everything to get him, and even though the Texans have closed out trade talks. I see maybe around September of this year, him going to the Panthers. And, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Watson here, you don't want to be in this crappy franchise that it has nothing nothing to go for like the Texans. They're a new franchise and all, but they just suck. I mean, I said a few podcasts ago, there's still hope for the Texans franchise. They mm-hmm. selected a new GM. Uh, a new head coach. Head coach is but bad. But his moves are horrible. The GM is unexperienced. Yeah. The head coach is just not fit for the I, job. I could do better. I mean, no one else wanted to take the Houston Texans head coaching job. Now I'm hopping on the Texans hate bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> I think us three managing could do better than this than whatever dude that has a wide receiver coach that got like twelve wide receiving touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, I mean the Texans like it's just a sad franchise. Then D Hop, then Deshaun Watson. I mean, what's next? Like, I mean, this is happening in baseball right now. Mike Trout is shipped away in Los Angeles, where there's not much hope for him ever being in a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, and, and I he's agree. still one of the greatest. I agree, mm-hmm. but uh, enough of this Deshaun Watson talk. We've covered most of it over the last few podcasts. Let's move on to the NFL draft. Uh, we talked about the first five picks, I believe, two or three podcasts ago. Do you want to go with, from six to 11? Yeah, let's do it. But I just want to touch on Zach Wilson, and he is skyrocketing up draft boards. Uh, a few months ago, he was overlooked. Oh, he's BYU. He's playing Division three colleges. Yeah, well, that's now what I said in the first podcast. I thought he was going like three, and then he was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like Zach Wilson, uh, I believe in Mel Kuyper's 1.0 draft mock, Mm -hmm. which was a few months ago. Correct me if I'm wrong. He wasn't even projected to go top 10 just because of his injury concerns, uh, the competition that he goes up against. But you see more and more comparisons about his playmaking ability, scrambling out of the pocket. They're saying he's a combination of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Oh, that's a little too much there. <laughs> and like... every NFL team, except the Jaguars, who are obviously going to take Trevor Lawrence, want in on that. Yeah, I agree. 
but Zach, Zach Wilson looks like a really sensational QB. I think he will end up having a great career with wherever he goes. I get Brynn like the franchises. But for the number six spot, Philadelphia Eagles. I don't really see them going anywhere other than this move. But honestly, I hate to say it, I really do. Ooh. I see them getting Jamal Whatever. Chase. Now that's a funny subject because everyone would think that Devonta Smith would reunite. Uh, with his Alabama brother to attack Viloa. Mm-hmm. But many mock drafts have Jamar Chase going. Devonta Smith was getting all the hype. National championship game, Heisman winner. But now that hype is cooled off and people are starting to come back to reality that Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in college football. No matter if he plays or didn't play. One year wonders uh, like Devonta Smith usually don't go that far in the NFL. I'm not saying he's going to Johnny Manziel out himself. I'm just saying maybe Jamar Chase gets taken overall first. I, I, I think that's receiver. definitely a possibility. I just think that um, I, I just think that the Dolphins, like, the Dolphins are a franchise that really, like, it's not a reach going for Jamar Chase, but I think they'd rather go with Devonta Smith seeing what he did. Yeah, I, I'm, but I honestly do believe I don't. I 100% agree with you. I think Jamar Chase is better. If you saw what he did in 2019, 2018, I believe maybe 2017 even, I just think that the Eagles will end up getting Jamar Chase, but I don't think he's going to be what he is with a QB like Jalen Hurts, who honestly I'm not, I'm not buying. He had he had a decent he had a decent end of the season this season, but I don't think he's going to be anything next year special. I think Eagles yeah, I don't. Players. I don't think he could reach. I don't think he could reach his full potential with a QB like, um, yeah, like Carson Wentz or I mean maybe Jalen Hurts if he plays, but yeah. still Jalen Hurts isn't the greatest passing QB you can get. So number seven, the Detroit Lions. I it, there's many different many different things on this. I see them going edge to stack up the D line. They've needed an edge for so long. And especially in the class like this with a lot of great edges, I see them going none other than Greg Rousseau. Wow. Edge out of Miami. I think that it can bring life to the franchise, get a lot of hits, especially with a tough schedule with Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins playing them twice a year. I think that I think they go Greg Rousseau and edge. I just don't think there's an edge rusher worthy of being picked number eight. Yeah, I don't think now, I'm not saying the Lions gonna go that early on. Completely honestly. couldn't completely botch up this pick by taking Greg Rousseau. Great player, but is he worthy of a number eight pick? Drafts, he's not even gonna go top twenty. Yeah, he's supposed to go like twenty. So him picking number eight over Micah Parsons, who still might be there, is absolutely insane. Yeah, now with this Lions franchise, everything is off the table. Insane is off the table. Yeah, I, I so I definitely see it happening, but if I'm managing and owning uh the Lions, I'm definitely taking Parsons over Russo. I agree, Dylan. I mean, I kind of regret saying it now, but Lions <laughs> is the Lions franchise. I trust me, I am not surprised if they go Parsons. I'm not surprised at all. But Greg Russo, I feel like, like I feel like he's a good fit for them. They could also possibly, very possibly, trade down, very possibly trade down to a team yeah. like the Patriots, who wanted to get. Maybe the Patriots go Justin Fields. Maybe the Patriots go Trey Lance. I like the teams like that, but I don't. I don't see the Lions going any super big playmaker at seven. Yeah. So let's look at picks number number eight. 
we've already covered. And number nine, the Broncos. Who do you think the Broncos will? I think the Broncos uh, could steal Patrick Sertain maybe from the Cowboys to pair him up with Justin Simmons, who uh, Simmons is might be leaving this offseason. He's going to leave, probably. Yeah, but the, well, there's this rumors also, that, this there's also rumors depends that he has a uh, franchise tag. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it all depends on Justin Simmons. Yeah. If Justin Simmons leaves and if Von Miller leaves, which many people say he's going to, that's almost a lock. Well, I have to believe they go offense. Yeah. Do you think what, they need to find a franchise QB and draft defense later? Because if they take defense first, then they're still rebuilding their defense. But at least if they take offense, someone like Trey Lance, maybe if Justin Fields is still on the board, they give him a year or two to progress, then build their defense, then they're looking like a Super Bowl or a playoff contender. I, yeah, and they and haven't had a good other way around. It just doesn't I fit. I couldn't agree mm-hmm. more. I see them going Trey Lance because I think the Falcons will go Justin Fields. Trey Lance is an underrated quarterback, I feel like. He's great. He's a great pocket quarterback. He can be mobile, too. Mm-hmm. He, he was a terrible O-line at NDSU, I believe. He put up great numbers. I think that with a decent offense, decent, average offense like the Broncos, I think he can do some good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Especially uh, Perry yeah. with Jerry Judy, a deep threat receiver. Um, he's going to have a lot of chemistry with that team. I see it. Yeah. Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. I think that's a great fit. Yeah, and I feel like if uh, Jerry Judy, if he had a better quarterback, he would shine bright. Because uh, you can see his route running skills in the season. You saw some of those insane routes and yeah. the deep threat he was. Number 10, Dallas Cowboys. Dylan, I know you're going to like this. I'm going to change for you guys. You can't pass up on a corner like that. Yeah. My concern, yeah. especially as a Cowboys fan, is if he's still going to be on the board. Because if he's on the board, the Cowboys are 100% taking him, no doubt in my mind. They cannot screw this pick up. Uh-huh. But if he's not on the board, this is where the tables start to turn. Do they take the second best cornerback out of Virginia Tech? Um, Caleb Farley. Caleb Farley. Do they take, uh, do they trade down for someone that needs a wide receiver if Devonta Smith and Jamar Chase are gone to take Jalen Waddle out of the Giants' hands? No. There's so many moves that Jerry Jones can make, and I'm just hoping he makes the right I one. Hate, I, don't, I hate your franchise uh, already enough. If you guys do that, uh, I will oh, I will come up to Jerry Jones' house, and I will – I don't even know. I, I I mean, but I mean, if Patrick Sertain's on the board, you're going to take him. Like, if Patrick Sertain is on the board 100%. I still think you go but if he's him. not, which is a 50-50 chance, I don't know what's going to happen. All have it. Yeah, you might want to come down on the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can see them pulling a Daniel Jones and taking Paulson Adebo or Asante Samuel. <laughs> uh, cornerbacks that aren't even close to the top three cornerbacks still left. Yeah. But I think if Pat Sertain is gone, this has to be Caleb Barley. Yeah, I agree. And moving on to number 11, my New York Giants. I see them... I think they're going to get Kenny Galladay in free agency, maybe some other big playmakers. I just think that um, some big moves in the offseason can change this franchise around, get a couple more pieces on defense. I see my favorite my favorite team, the New York Giants. I might be a little biased here. I see them going number 11, wide receiver Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Jalen Waddle. I mean, if he's still on the board, I think that's a – I don't know if it's a no-brainer, but I – 
I, I think that's the pick to go. He's a great red receiver, and it would be such a good fit for the Giants, and I feel like he would work great with uh, Daniel Jones. Yeah. Um, it, it all depends on Dave Gettleman. He's made some risky moves before that may or may not have panned out. Uh, you wonder if they would have taken not the QB Josh Allen, but the Josh Allen edge rusher, how he would fit in to that Cowboys defense instead of um, Giants defense instead of taking Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wonder if they, he would have taken Montez Sweat instead of uh, Dalvin Tomlinson. Me at the number eighteen uh, or seventeen pick. I all right, all right choice. Is Jalen Waddle? I just mm. want to get that off. I just hope he doesn't. I'm just saying, Dave Gettleman doesn't have the perfect history of drafting and finding the best receiver or best player on the board and fit for this Giants team. So maybe he reaches for Chris Olave. Maybe he goes for um, another receiver, Rashad Bateman, Terrence Marshall. But I definitely think that it's going to be an offensive player, and it's going to be Hold a receiver. On, and talking about that, I could see Kyle. Let me, Pitts yeah, also. that's what okay, okay. One of those two. Kyle Pitts, he is a very athletic tight end. Dylan, I know you say he might not be as good as people say, but he is a freak. I think the Giants, I'd be happy with that, getting them getting Kyle Pitts. I'd rather them go Waddle, but Kyle Pitts, he's a great blocking tight end, especially athletic too. I'd be all right with them going Kyle Pitts, but I think I'd rather them go Waddle. Yeah, I'd rather give them go wild run. I think it would be a better fit for them for sure. All right, so moving on from this NFL draft, hope you guys liked it. Tell us if there's any more picks you want us to cover. J.J. Watt, after being released on Friday, uh, I, I believe that he's going to go to the Cleveland Browns. Where do you guys think? The Cleveland Browns. Well, I do agree about the NFC South. Um, but I, do, I mean, the NFC North. But I do not agree on the Cleveland Browns. He has to reunite with uh, his brothers in Pittsburgh. I just believe the Steelers are is the best destination for him. Super Bowl playoff contender with his brothers uh, building an already stacked defense, which would make it a Legion of Boom. Uh, not quite run. Legion of Boom. but Not quite Legion of Boom, but something close to it. Uh, I just can't see how he won't sign there. As much as I want him to come to the Cowboys and pair up with D-Law, it's not Maybe it does. Maybe it does. He's going to the Steelers. So, yeah, I agree. Steelers, Browns, doesn't matter for Giants or Cowboys fans, but uh, for you guys, for you Steelers and Browns fans out there, I know you guys both definitely want him. I think uh, he might go to the Browns, but uh, after Dylan, I I kind of changed my mind. I think he goes Steelers. But uh, do you guys have anything else to point out about J.J. Watt, or do you want to go to our new segment that we've done, uh, new segment that we're trying out this episode? Charlie, you want to introduce it? It is the uh, the best and the latest jerseys to buy. We're also pointing out the new and exciting, you know, new new stars, and we're just telling you our favorite jerseys and a jersey tour. I'll start off. Yeah, so let's get on this jersey tour. Uh Jack, why don't you show um, us? Um so uh I I got I got jerseys recently and um in the mail I have a new Justin Jefferson color rush jersey coming, which I'm really excited about. Justin Jefferson, uh, I wouldn't say got robbed, but he had a very a close even chance with Herbert. I'm back. Offensive rookie of the year. 
I think that my uh, my Justin Jefferson jersey is a very good one, and it's exciting to have because Justin Jefferson's going to be a Pro Bowler at least five times in his career if he keeps this up. Yeah, if he yeah, keeps yeah. I totally agree. Um, I also have another one right in my closet. I have DK Metcalf and uh, Justin Herbert, two players that are not on my favorite team, but players' jerseys I really like. I also recommend Chargers jerseys. Their jerseys are so fire. Uh, the light blue with the yellow makes a great jersey, especially for a young player uh, who won Offensive Rookie of the Year yeah. this year, as in Justin Herbert. Uh, yeah, there's also- a little bit of yelling. So we've done Justin Jefferson, uh, Herbert, and who else? Metcalf. And DK Metcalf. Oh, yeah. um, three young stars that will rule the game for the next Yeah. Who else? I think Josh Allen, if you haven't already, he had a great, uh, great season. I think coming fifth in passing yards, uh, just shy. But he had a great season. I think he's he's a very good, really good jersey to jersey to buy, and his jersey's pretty cool. And I think he's gonna continue to have great years and great. Speaking years. of Josh Allen, I just got another jersey, and it's none other than well, I think the top two receiver in the game this season, Stephon Diggs. I just got a new Stephon Diggs jersey. It's really cool because he's a great receiver. I think he will stay in the league. He's in his prime right now. Being in the mm-hmm. league for probably another good seven, eight years. Him and Josh Allen are one of the best duos in the NFL right now. What do you guys think? Yeah, and think he just about? got the number one. Yeah. He just got the most powerful. And jerseys are all about um, your uh, creativity. So I would suggest finding players who have uh, produced two to three years, like Stefan Diggs or DK Metcalf, who have had steady years uh, where they dominate the league. So you can have that jersey, and uh, that jersey can be relevant for many years to come. You don't want to get um, an old-time jersey like a Ben Roethlisberger, where in one or two years may not be in the league, may not be as good. Um, I would also not suggest someone who's had one breakout year but then may fall off. Um, yeah. So those are just my opinions on who's and, Yeah, and now we're going to do the NBA jerseys. Charlie, can I point out one more thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Some sure. other jerseys you want to get. Uh, I, I got one myself, too. I got it on sale. I got an old-time classic color rush Lawrence Taylor jersey. You can't go wrong with the Legends. Best linebacker to ever, <laughs> best outside linebacker to ever play the game. Legends are also great jerseys because Legends, the most are the most Legends are in the Hall of Fame. And Hall of Fame, any player in the Hall of Fame, they're never going to go to a different team. It's like you get their jersey yeah, and they're have it forever. Like they're never gonna change teams. You don't have to worry about them being traded. You get yeah. them, and they're and they're it's a historic jersey. It's definitely an insurance cool jersey. Uh, throwback Thursday, you can rule that day. Uh, tomorrow, I might have to wear my Emmett Smith jersey, <laughs> as it is Thursday. Tomorrow, uh, at the time of recording this, but let's move on to the NBA. Yeah, first jersey I one, have. Uh, I have two jerseys really quickly. Uh, I think, well, I guess Joel Embiid is already star. So on my team, the Raptors, I'm choosing OG Ananobi. Uh, he is breaking out and he's consistently getting so much better every single year. And you could just see the improvement. He, you could tell he's working so hard and it's really paying off really smooth. And the jerseys, pretty cool. And, um, yeah. One more would be 
it'll be a combination of the two. The number one pick in this year's past games and really the past couple weeks of the season he has been on oh I'm like yeah uh Charlie I agree about LaMelo Ball he is great and he's a young player another jersey which honestly I was very excited I pre-ordered it and I just got it the new Miami Vice jersey Bam Adebayo I just got a brand new Miami Vice Bam Adebayo jersey and I think it's great because Bam Adebayo is a young center will be I think probably a bench all-star player this year. And also those jerseys are sick. So the jerseys yeah. are so like I have a sweatshirt that has um all black with the Miami Vice colors. Absolute um heat. No pun intended. Anyway. <laughs> um I got I jumped the gun on this one, but I got a Donovan Mitchell jersey at He's the start of February last year. Um in twenty twenty. Now the Jazz are absolutely taking the league by storm. What yeah, the number last one in the league, right? Out of 20. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell is uh, the leader to that success. And I definitely recommend his jersey. I agree. And another one I got for Christmas was, Charlie, I know you're happy about this one. I've worn I've worn it a, a pretty good amount. I actually yeah. wore it today. Uh, number 40, uh, I think number 43, I'm not sure, Pascal Siakam. Um, yeah, it's 43. It's 43. Uh, yeah. Pascal Siakam is a great player. Young player. He has a dominant spin move and a bunch of different things. So, I think that the jerseys are pretty cool. And, Dylan, you got some MLB, MLB jerseys because I got some. Yeah, so let's move on to the MLB jerseys. Um, I would definitely recommend getting a new Cardinals Nolan Arenado jersey. It looks like he's there to stay. And the Cardinals jerseys are straight up fire with the red. Um, I would definitely recommend getting that one. I also recommend getting a Fernando Tatis jersey. Yes, my favorite. One of the player. rising stars of this league. Uh, but MLB jerseys are really classic, and no matter what team you get, you can always rely on hats just as well as jerseys. So I definitely recommend getting an LA Dodgers hat, Yankees hat, classic hats that are. Um, wearable no matter what team I, you wear. No I agree, and I got a new jersey to say. I am a Yankees fan, but, I mean, you really can't go wrong with a brand-new uh, Mets have some pretty cool alternate jerseys. I think you got to go with a new Francisco Lindor Mets jersey. Yes, Mr. Yes. Smile. Those, the, the Mets jerseys, I, lo- I love the blue and orange combination. It just They blend so well together, and the Mets jerseys have some really Definitely. good jerseys. So, on the topic of MLB, let's wrap up our jersey tour um, for this episode of our podcast. Let's talk about the new NL moves. There is a lot added to the game uh, of baseball. The signing of Trevor Bauer uh, helping the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, what was a a franchise of hope, now it's an empire. I mean, (laughs) they have three of the best pitchers in the game as Kershaw, Bueller, Walker Bueller. Bauer. Um, they are just absolutely loaded on every side of the game. As well as loaded teams. We saw the Padres get Blake Snell. I don't know if we already talked about that. But they got Blake Snell, Yu Darvish, and uh, I forgot his name, but one more pitcher. But they are also have a stacked bullpen. Yeah, uh, all, already having Tyler Glass. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. And some other another move I want to talk about is 
It's not as exciting as one, but George Springer, the Blue Jays, gives the Yankees some competition in the uh, East. Uh, do you think that that um, signing of George Springer, and I, I can't, I'm having a brain fart right now. I can't remember who else they got. Uh, maybe Marcus. Yeah, they also got yeah, Marcus, Marcus Simeon, Simeon. Uh, the player who played 162 games uh, in the 2019 season. Uh, he will definitely produce for that young Blue Jays team. But let's hop over to the NL as that te- as that um that league is stacked. Yeah, right now with talent, Nolan Arenado, mm-hmm. Lindor, Real Muto just signed with the Phillies. Who do you think are the four most uh, contending teams? Uh, for um, a chance at the so World Series I have, NL. So we have the top uh, two. I have four. So I got Dodgers, obviously. They're going to be the ones who probably win the World Series. I got the Padres, who are a very, uh, very good, uh, pretty young uh, team, rebuilding mm-hmm. team. And then I got the Braves, a team that choked last year in the NLCS. I think they can bounce back nicely. <laughs> and I got the New York Mets as a – as a Yankees fan, I, I still got to give credit to them. They, yeah, they've made some nice moves um, with getting Lundor, getting the pitcher yeah. from uh, Cleveland. And I think that the Mets, Braves, Padres, and Dodgers will all give good fights in the mm-hmm. NL. Consider that a tribute to Giraffe Neck Mark if you're listening to this someday. Um, <laughs> my, top I, four... I say, my top four teams would be obviously Dodgers, Braves, Mets, and I have to say the Phillies. I think the Phillies are going to add to their bullpen. I don't think the Padres will be that great. I think they'll underperform, as most of their players had. Only one great season, like Tatis. He may battle injuries during the season. Who knows about Machado? Uh, I think Machado will perform like he did. Maybe not as good as last year. Their pitching rotation will definitely be strong, but I don't know. I mean, seeing the way they went down uh, last year to the Dodgers in the NLCS. NLDS. Concerns me. NLDS. Uh, Concerns me. And um, do you guys, is there anything else you want to cover in this podcast? Well, my top four uh, will be the Dodgers, the Padres, uh, the Mets, and the... Braves. Wait, is that Jax? Yeah, that's it. It might be. And yeah. moving on to the NBA. So, yeah, so let's talk about the New York Knicks first. They're riding just below 500. They may be at 500. Um, not As really they're sure. playing right but now. Let's talk, about, let's talk about their success uh, over the past few games. Um, quickly, um, there's just so many players, Julius Randle, Derek Rose, who they've newly acquired. Uh, they're looking like a bright team, uh, as I believe they're playing the Yeah, Magic they're winning 52-51, and Julius Randle, it's, a sec- it's about to end, it's about to be halftime in two minutes. Uh, Julius Randle, obviously averaging 22 or 20, yeah, 21 or 22. He has right now uh, only two, all right, no, 17 points. In the second quarter, he's been performing, and if he doesn't make the All Star game, I don't know what to say. And uh, another rising star, yeah. Emmanuel, quickly 
you know, we already know what he could do. Best floater in the no, maybe not best floater, but one of the best floaters in the league, one a great passer, and just performing well as a rookie. The steal of the draft, in my opinion. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm so sad right now. The Rockets, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> we lost five in a row, and um. Now looking good with that Christian Wood. We're down nine right now to Philly, which to I thought, Philly, we were gonna, yeah. thought we were going to lose. But, I mean, uh, we've lost five in a row with that Christian Wood. That just shows how impactful he is. we got to trade Tucker. Tucker, please lose. Please <laughs> and- lose. And so, I mean, Rockies aren't going to be a playoff team this year. I think they might get a lottery pick. And I think- oh, what the fuck about that? I think, I think the future is bright for the Rockets, especially getting all the picks from the Knicks. And, uh or not, yeah. not the Knicks, my bad, the Nets. Nets. Yeah, and uh, I think the future's pretty bright for them as a Rockets fan. I'm, I'm hopeful. Talking about futures, what is the future for this Knicks team? And can they be a staple in the playoffs? Um, okay, okay, years to come? okay. I think you're taking a little bit too far. They won't be a staple in the playoffs <laughs> this year. There's hype in Madison Square Garden, and everyone around that's a Knicks fan should be excited. Yeah, but my prediction for the Knicks this year, I say they drop down to the seven or eight seed. Uh, they don't. I think next year they're gonna. I hope. I hope they don't mess up free agency again. Like I hope. I'm a Raptors fan, but like Knicks, I hope you don't mess it up. Uh, hopefully they get a big signing and a another star player to yeah. pair with this. Because star. everyone that is a fan of the NBA and sports in general loves to see an in-town rivalry, Subway Series, Jets Giants at MetLife. You love to see Knicks Nets games that are actually um, competitive. Yeah, and that are competitive. Uh, Red Sox Yankees um, in the uh, early two thousands and the late nineteen nineties. You love to see rivalries mm-hmm. um, there. Uh, yeah, so the Knicks, yeah, I think they'll probably end up as a six-seed or lower this season. Hopefully they'll mess up free agency. Hopefully they get some good steals in the draft. And I think that's really it that we have to cover for this podcast. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover one more team, and that's going to be the, the Jazz, who we already talked about, but I don't know if you guys have, you know, been tuning you know. in, but – um. Even, like, they are on fire. Uh, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench every like 20. Uh, Donovan Mitchell playing well. And even if w- there was a game where he wasn't playing well and they still beat the Bucks by, like, 10, 15 points. And I'm in shock. I don't know if they'll keep up this eight-game eight, eight game win streak or what's going to go on. They're 23-5 and five right now, first seed in the West and first seed in the league, but I think they're going to end off the season as probably like a three seed. Uh, I say that because I think the Lakers and maybe the Clippers, or the, you know, Clippers, they're going to rise up at the end of the season because AD is not playing at 100%. Neither is LeBron. LeBron's just the GOAT. Or, not the GOAT. Oh, maybe the not the GOAT, but not the GOAT, but the King. But, um, yeah, the Jazz team's really exciting to watch right now. Donovan Mitchell playing great. Jordan Clarkson playing great. They have bunch of shooters and Donovan Mitchell one more thing to say he has like it's like he's in 2k upgrading attributes his playmaking has been off the charts he's creating wide open threes for people like Royce O'Neal uh, and other players and I don't know if they'll keep up the shooting but if they do they're going far yes yeah. and thank you guys for listening today yeah uh, I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Uh, I'm going to put up a poll on Instagram tomorrow. Uh, put up a poll asking what to talk about our next segment. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, we're thank you guys so much. And.
Peace.